Today in the Joy in the Word podcast, we pick up in the book of the prophet Ezekiel. We're in chapter 8. It is entitled, Idolatry in the Temple. And it's very intense, and the Lord is very displeased, as you will soon see. It begins by saying, In the sixth year, in the sixth month, on the fifth day, while I was sitting in my house, and the elders of Judah were sitting before me, the hand of the sovereign Lord came upon me there. Now, like I said in the introduction, he's very specific in his dates. And so we know that the sixth year and the sixth month on the fifth day would have literally been September 17th, 592 BC. So it says, the hand of the sovereign Lord came upon me there. I looked and I saw a figure like that of a man. From what appeared to be from his waist down, he looked like fire. And from there up, his appearance was as bright as glowing metal. He stretched out what looked like a hand and took me by the hair of my head. The Spirit lifted me up between heaven and earth in visions of God. He took me to Jerusalem to the entrance of the north gate of the inner court where the idol that provokes to jealousy stood. And this is where a statue of the Canaanite goddess of fertility was built, the one named Asherah. It says, And there before me was the glory of the God of Israel, as in the vision I had seen in the plain. Then he said to me, Son of man, look toward the north. So I looked, and in the entrance of the north gate of the altar I saw this idol of jealousy. He said to me, Son of man, do you see what they are doing? The utterly detestable things the house of Israel is doing here, things that will drive me far from my sanctuary. But you will see things that are even more detestable. Then he brought me to the entrance to the court, and I looked. I saw a hole in the wall. He said to me, Son of man, now dig into the wall. So I dug into the wall and saw a doorway there. He said to me, Go in and see the wicked and detestable things they are doing here. So I went in and looked, and I saw portrayed all over the walls all kinds of crawling things and detestable animals and all the idols of the house of Israel. And these would have reflected the Egyptian influence that they had in the things that they were worshiping. Crawling things, detestable animals, all over the walls. In front of them stood 70 elders of the house of Israel. 70 elders, people who should know better, people who are leading others in worshiping the Lord. Also a man named Jazaniah. He was standing among them. Each one of them had a censer in his hand and a fragrant cloud of incense was rising. This is a censer is what they put the incense in to burn, literally to offer fire unto this pagan god and these pagan goddesses and these things literally written on the walls. He said to me, Son of man, have you seen what the elders of the house of Israel are doing in the darkness, each at the shrine of his own idol? They say the Lord does not see us. The Lord has forsaken the land. Again, he said, you will see them doing things that are even more detestable. Then he brought me to the entrance of the north gate of the house of the Lord, and I saw a woman sitting there mourning for Tammuz. Now, Tammuz is a Babylonian fertility god. Uh, basically, this woman was sitting here mourning his death, 
mourning the fact that um, that this time of year is when nature died. And so it was symbolic of him dying. And literally she's crying for this symbol of nature. He said to me, do you see this son of man? You will see things even more detestable than this. He then brought me to the inner court of the house of the Lord. And there at the entrance to the temple between the portico and the altar were about 25 men with their backs toward the temple of the Lord and their faces toward the east. They were bowing down to the sun in the east. So the temple of the Lord opened to the east and the people chose either to turn toward the temple or to turn their backs on the house of God and turn toward the sun and bow down and worship it. He said to me, have you seen this son of man? Is this a trivial matter for the house of Judah to do the detestable things they are doing here? Must they also fill the land with violence and continually provoke me to anger? Look at them putting the branch to their nose. Therefore, I will deal with them in anger. I will not look on them with pity or spare them. Although they shout in my ears, I will not listen to them. Then moving on to chapter 9. Then I heard him call out in a loud voice, Bring the guards of the city here, each with a weapon in his hand. And I saw six men coming from the direction of the upper gate, which faces north, each with a deadly weapon in his hand. With them was a man clothed in linen, who had a riding kit at his side. They came in and stood beside the bronze altar. Now the glory of the Lord, the God of Israel, went up from above the cherubim where it had been and moved to the threshold of the temple. Then the Lord called to the man clothed in linen who had the writing kit at his side and said to him, Go throughout the city of Jerusalem and put a mark on the foreheads of those who grieve and lament over all the detestable things that are done in it. Basically, go find the people that care about how horrible this is, about the detestable things that are happening. It says, as I listened, he said to the others, follow him through the city and kill without showing pity or compassion. Slaughter old men, young men and maidens, women and children, but do not touch anyone who has the mark. Begin at my sanctuary. So they began with the elders who were in front of the temple. Then he said to them, defile the temple and fill the courts with the slain. Go. So they went out and began killing throughout the city. While they were killing, and while I was left alone, I fell face down, crying out, Ah, sovereign Lord, are you going to destroy the entire remnant of Israel and this outpouring of your wrath on Jerusalem? He answered me, The sin of the house of Israel and Judah is exceedingly great. The land is full of bloodshed, and the city is full of injustice. They say the Lord has forsaken the land the Lord does not see. So I will not look on them with pity or spare them, but I will bring down on their own heads what they have done. Then the man in linen, with the writing kit at his side, brought back words, saying, I have done as you commanded. Then moving on to chapter 10, it is entitled, The Glory Departs from the Temple. It says, I looked and I saw the likeness of a throne of sapphire above the expanse that was over the heads of the cherubim. The Lord said to the man clothed in linen, Go in among the wheels beneath the cherubim, fill your hands with burning coals from among the cherubim, and scatter them over the city. And I watched as he went. Now the cherubim were standing on the south side of the temple when the man went in, and a cloud filled the inner court. 
Then the glory of the Lord rose from above the cherubim and moved to the threshold of the temple. The cloud filled the temple, and the court was full of the radiance of the glory of the Lord. The sound of the wings of the cherubim could be heard as far away as the outer court, like the voice of God Almighty when he speaks. When the Lord commanded the man in linen, take fire from among the wheels, from among the cherubim, the man went in and stood beside a wheel. Then one of the cherubim reached out his hand to the fire that was among them. He took up some of it and put it into the hands of the man in linen who took it and went out. Under the wings of the cherubim could be seen what looked like the hands of a man. I looked and I saw beside the cherubim four wheels, one beside each of the cherubim. The wheels sparkled like chrysolite. As for their appearance, the four of them looked alike. Each was like a wheel intersecting a wheel. As they moved, they would go in any one of the four directions the cherubim faced. The wheels did not turn about as the cherubim went. The cherubim went in whichever direction the head faced, without turning as they went. Their entire bodies, including their backs, their hands, and their wings, were completely full of eyes, as were their four wheels. I heard the wheels being called the whirling wheels. Each of the cherubim had four faces. One face was that of a cherub. The second face was that of a man. The third face was that of a lion. And the fourth face was that of an eagle. Then the cherubim rose upward. These were the living creatures I had seen by the Kabar River. When the cherubim moved, the wheels beside them moved. And when the cherubim spread their wings to rise from the ground, the wheels did not leave their side. When the cherubim stood still, they also stood still. And when the cherubim rose, they rose with them because the spirit of the living creatures was in them. Then the glory of the Lord departed from over the threshold of the temple and stopped above the cherubim. While I watched the cherubim spread their wings and rose from the ground as they went, the wheels went with them. They stopped at the entrance to the east gate of the Lord's house and the glory of God the God of Israel was above them. These were the living creatures I had seen beneath the God of Israel by the Kabar River, and I realized they were cherubim. Each had four faces and four wings, and under their wings was what looked like the hands of a man. Their faces had the same appearance as those I had seen by the Kabar River, and each one went straight ahead. That ends chapter 10 with the description of the presence of the glory of God and it departing from the temple. We will pick up next time in chapter 11.